Okay, and we are back here with our next guest. You're listening to MindBodyRadio.com, and Christine Semple is joining us once more. She's a life coach and personal trainer. Uh, the name of this series is Find Your Happy, and you can find previous episodes we've uh, we've recorded available at MindBodyRadio.com. And, uh, of course, Christine, thank you for joining us again. How are you? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? Mm -hmm. Oh, very well, very well. And I want to plug some of your contact info right in the beginning of the show here. Uh, ChristineSemple.com is the main page, www.Christine, with a C-H-S-E-M-P-L-E, uh, .com is her main page. And uh, why, don't we, uh, why, don't, why don't we plug some of your other offerings uh, right in the beginning here? I understand you're, uh, you're having some uh, pro bono services in this time of crisis. I am, Chris, and thank you thank you so much for uh, giving me the opportunity. Um, I am, normally when I start with life coaching cl uh, clients, there is a 30-minute complimentary intro uh, introductory call. And what I'd like to do for Mind Body Radio listeners is, if you're interested in life coaching, uh, you know, go onto my website um, and, and schedule, right on the contact page, you can schedule a call, you can schedule a time. I'm also offering, if there's just, you know, something that's on your mind right now that you want to talk about, that you want to try and work through, um, you know, there's so many different emotions and feelings and anxieties that are coming up that really are not the norm. Um, and, you know, we're all trying to stay positive, so maybe just you know, having a, a, a kind of a neutral zone, someone to go and talk to and maybe work through, through some things. Um, complimentary, uh, you know, just again, schedule a time on my website um, or, you know, give me, um, you know, you can go on Instagram and get me through there. Instagram is um, Christine Semple underscore life coach. And I'm also on Facebook, so you can uh, direct message me there. And that is Christine Semple LLC. So there's a lot of different ways to get a hold of me, and I really want to uh, to to really you know send out that offer and um, you know ask people if if they are in need and they just need somebody to talk to to please give me a call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what is it like working with a a life coach remotely? Is it a video chat over the phone? And and how often will we be meeting up? Um, it is video. Uh, either Zoom, um, I do, uh, right now I am using Zoom and it is protected. Uh, I know there's been some comments about Zoom. Um, I also can use Skype and some people just prefer the, um, the anonymity of a phone call. Mm. Um, so when I do start working with clients, uh, you know, I'm, I, I have to say, I really am, am changing, changing some of my rules as I go, um, and if people want just a few sessions just to talk through the current anxiety, um, you know, it doesn't have to be as big as a three-month or a six-month um, investment of time right now. You know, if we just want, if you just want to get through things month by month, um, you know, it, it's a phone call or a Zoom call uh, once a week, and that's for 60 minutes. And then after that, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of work done on your own too. So whether it be worksheets or think work that I give you, really depends on your goals and what you're looking to achieve. But um, there definitely is <laughs> there definitely is homework when you leave. You know, we can't expect uh, we can't expect a life coach to be a wizard and and fix everything in an uh, you know in an hour in one session. 
uh, but we can certainly get on a really good path. Mm, yeah, it, if, if you're looking for an hour uh, tidbit, maybe a TED Talk is, uh, is your go-to for that. But uh, <laughs> it sounds like you yeah. offer a great, uh, you know, uh, individualized one-on-one uh, yes. type service. And, and yes, and what I'm also doing now, and I'm going to be sending out an email um, today, I was actually just working on it, is I'm going to, I'm creating a new program, and it's going to be for a small group of women, and it's going to be um, a six-week program, and it's going to be work that they're doing on their own uh, that I'll send out to them, and then once a week, a phone call, a community phone call. Um, you know, I want to keep it to about eight to ten women, and it really is creating creating a happier and more balanced life really is the focus. So that's what each week is. Each week is going to be different. It's going to be different, you know, focusing in on different things. Um, and then the one uh, the one phone call a week will be a community call. You know, sometimes it's it's nice to get a group chat going. And while you know, it's certainly not just going to be um, you know a session to complain. You know, the bottom line will be it will be constructive, and we will get things done. So um, if you do sign up for, you know, that 30-minute or 45-minute complimentary call, you automatically will get into my emailing list. Um, so then you can possibly be one of those, uh, one of that small group of women that I'm going to be, uh, that I'm going to be working with. Now, I'm curious, do you think that working with a, a life coach is sort of like hiring a temporary friend? Does that make sense? Uh, you know it does make sense, and you know in a way that's that's kind of a that's kind of a cool analogy. Um, but it's that friend that is going to be honest with you. It's that friend that's going to maybe push you to think a little bit deeper. Um, you know, it, it, but yes, a friend in that I am looking for you to succeed. I am looking for my clients my clients to reach and surpass their goals. Um, and if they come to me with one goal and it shifts, then it shifts, and we go in that direction. Um, but I, li- I do like the use, the, the use of the word friend, Chris, because there is a you know there does have to be a um, a sense of trust and a, a sense of comfort that you are going to be speaking the truth and knowing that it's not going anywhere else. Um, you know, in these in these times of, of anxiety. You know, sometimes we, we say things because we need to get them off our chest. And uh, unfortunately, we're all humans, and sometimes those comments can come back to bite us in the butt. <laughs> so when you have more of a neutral person to, to think things through, maybe say them out loud and then think, hmm, maybe there's a different way to say that out loud to the person that I really want to say it to. Um, you know, there's a lot, of, a, a lot of different kinds of work that you can do with a life coach. Good. Now, uh, let's talk about creating positive uh, habits. Uh, you know, a simple-sounding statement, but, uh, I mean, not so simple in practice, huh? No, it's not. And it really, when I thought about what to talk about for this particular, um, for this particular episode, it kind of uh, piggybacks on one of the phone calls from last week, uh, which was about how to break a not-so-great habit. Um, so, you know, there's, there really is, there was a study done, um, uh, his name is B.J. Fogg, and I really liked it, and it was really three easy steps 
to creating a habit. So there's a difference between creating a good habit and breaking a habit that you don't want to be in anymore and creating a new habit. Um, and a lot of it does come into your mindset. Uh, but, you know, when creating a good habit, it really is, you know, getting specific what you want that desired outcome to be, um, you know, what behavior uh, needs to change or be created uh, to translate into that targeted outcome. Uh, the second step is to make it easy. <laughs> you know, sometimes when we set goals, they're so big that, you know, a, a village couldn't accomplish it. Um, so making it easy and, you know, the simplicity of changing behavior really starts with very, very small, uh, small tiny habit changes um, that are going to put you on the path to that goal. And, you know, I think we've, right. we've talked about that yeah. in previous episodes, too. Yeah. And I, I think I've said this before, and I've been in this situation where you where you try to bite off, you know, uh, a couple of things at the same time. You know, uh, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to start going to the gym. My diet's changing. Uh, let's uh, let's learn that hobby I've always been interested in. Let's uh, fix the relationships. That's a lot to think about at once. <laughs> and then have dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then see my family and make dinner. Yeah, exactly. All in one day, we're going to accomplish all of that. And it sounds great. Um, but, you know, it's the tiny steps. And one of the really important, there's two things, and you actually even used a great example. Um, you know, you need to prompt the behavior change. And so when you said, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wake up early. Well, you know, okay, well, that first step is, um, you know, what could be that, that pattern change? Do I change what my alarm sounds like? instead of those horrific rings? <laughs> is it, some, you know, is it music? Is it, is it some kind of, you know, music that you can, that you can put on that's going to slowly wake you up? Um, you know, instead of saying, you know, instead of getting up at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock and I'm going to go for a run. Well, mm -hmm. okay, let's just start with the 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think um, so. And I've tried to do just that. Yeah. It's harder than it seems. <laughs> It, it, it really is, because if you think about it, you know, when you set a goal, okay, great, I'm going to wake, you know, I'm going to work out in the morning. How many, you know, how many different little habits need to change to actually just accomplish that one sentence? Mm. Um, domino effect. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a lot, and, but it's not insurmountable. If mm. you take it off in little, you know, little uh, tiny bite-sized pieces, um, getting, you know, let's just start with getting up early. Mm -hmm. And once, once that's a pattern, um, you know, getting up early, you know, before you go to bed, put your sneakers next to your bed. So you wake up and you see the sneakers. Maybe mm -hmm. two weeks from now you see the sneakers instead of tripping over them, you put them on. <laughs> um, and celebrate the little successes. Celebrate mm -hmm. that you hit the snooze button once instead of six times. <laughs> I I am one of those people, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll set it early thinking, you know, oh, I'm going to get up raised. and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And you know what, some... And the people that aren't like that just don't get us. Nope. <laughs> They're like, just get up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's it's very, very hard. Well, I, can I share uh, some of the best advice I, I got in regard to uh, into that? Uh, someone told me, stop using your iPhone alarm to wake up. 
which I had been doing for a while. Get get it get an old fashioned alarm clock, put the phone in another room, and uh, and that was a big change. Rather than just you know hitting the snooze button with my phone charging next to me, you you get up, you walk to the yeah. dresser, you hit the alarm, and and that's already a big improvement there. Exactly, and you know that's actually that's that's changing two that could be changing two habits, Chris. In that if you're not using your phone for your clock. Okay, great. So you have the alarm clock now. But then if the phone is in the other room, then you're hopefully stopping social media mm-hmm. a little bit sooner than sitting there scrolling at night when you're in bed and you can't fall asleep and you're thinking, oh, this is going to put me asleep. <laughs> All it's doing is, you know, getting that visual stimulation going and getting yourself into, you know, either chats or whatever it is. So having that phone in another room can, you know, kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, let, let's talk about these kind of, uh, what, what can we call them, residual habits that, uh, that are around the main habit you want to break? I mean, because like you said, it's not, just, it's not just one thing. It's really, it almost sounds like it's going to, you know, to change one habit, you're going to have to overhaul pretty much everything. Well, that makes it sound really daunting. Um, and it really doesn't, it doesn't have to be that daunting. Again, it's the, it's the little changes, you know, working out in the morning. I, take those tiny little steps first. That first step is waking up early and, and celebrate it. Great. Now I can, you know, I can, you know, be me. You know, I can wake up, I can journal. I can take 15 minutes and I am not the best meditator. I will admit that. Um, but taking quiet time before you get into the, you know, the scurry of the day. You know, when you're waking up right at that 11th hour and, you know, jumping in the shower and getting in your car and you're five minutes late before the day even starts, you're playing catch-up all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, starting with that, that, those little tiny habits. And the other, the other interesting thing is finding a trigger to anchor it onto something that you normally do in your life so you know it's it's they they you know use different things and again i'm going back to to bj fogg as far as as using you know some of his ideas if you already have a habit you know kind of sit down and think okay what are the what's my day look like every day is different i know but there are certain things that you always do the same um and to your point you know you know, having that having that that alarm clock that is on your dresser. Okay, that's that first change. But then having the alarm clock on the dresser and having your coffee cup right next to it because you know the next thing for most people is maybe it's not a coffee cup, maybe it's a glass of water. Well, having that empty and seeing that coffee cup, you're going to say, okay, now I'm going to go into the kitchen and I'm going to get that coffee since it's right here. So the things that you know that you do like getting a smoothie, making coffee, you know, packing your lunch. Try and anchor on those new good habits that you're trying to get into the, you know, the motivation to do. If you tag it onto something that you're already doing, then it makes it that much easier. Might be a little bit easier, but at least it's it's not a little bit harder. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think people focus too much on the end goal rather than the steps it takes to get there? Uh, I, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I do, I do. And while that end goal is great, 
Um, in fact, I was just speaking via text with my with my stepdaughter this morning, um, you know, and she's talking about a goal that she has in 2021. Okay, well, what are your steps to get there? I'm not sure yet. Mm. Well, then that makes that 2021 A seem like a really far way away. So, you know, you always think that we have time to get things done. But unless you have those small um, you know, those small successes, those small habits that you're trying to create or those those um, stepping stones that you can celebrate. Um, you know, that, that, that goal seems very looming and very far away, and then all of a sudden it's looming and it's right there. Um, so, you know, having those little steps in the way and celebrating them, um, you know, I loved it. I, I loved it when the, somebody said, we was talking about Serena Williams. Man, you know when she hits a good hit. You know when she knows she, you know, hits a good hit. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, whether it be that fist pump or, you know, whatever it is, she celebrates it. So why shouldn't we celebrate, you know, getting a ball over a net? I am not simplifying her. She's an amazing athlete. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know. Simple, can, not easy. Can think of, right, exactly. Simple, not easy. <laughs> Okay, good. Can I uh, can I uh, cut in here, uh, Christine? Because we have a caller on the line. I was hoping we can get to. Great. All right. Awesome. And uh, caller, you're uh, you're with us right now. How are you, sir? Caller, you're live. Hi. Oh, uh, hi, Christine. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, hi. Good so, morning. Good morning. Uh, some people out there say that depression can be healed by going out in nature more. Uh, I don't really think that's completely true, or at least not for everybody. But I was hoping if uh, you could share your opinion on that. Great question. And honestly, I do think that it helps. Um, you know, the visual stimulation, um, you know, just getting, getting out of your normal space. You know, when we do get depressed, we have a, we have a, a habit of um, kind of folding in on ourselves. Um, we kind of contract into ourselves. You can even see it physically. You know, you're folding your arms. You're rolled up in a ball on the couch. Whereas if you get into nature, um, you know, the visual stimulation is there. Um, the atmosphere. There's something, and I'm not well-versed in it, but there's something called grounding um, that just your feet, hitting the earth, take your shoes off, <laughs> walk around in the grass, walk around in the sand, walk around in wherever you are. Um, there, is, there, there is a thought process that, that that grounding, physically being on the earth in, in the open nature, definitely, while it may not cure your depression, depends on what level of depression there is, let's get that out you know, first, but it certainly can uplift your mood. All right. How's that? I, I I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. All, All right. right. Great. Get some fresh air. <laughs> Open the window. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Thank advice. you. Thanks. All right. Okay. All right. Very. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, yeah. Let's keep. Uh, let's keep moving forward, Christine. So, you know, po- to create positive habits, do is it all right to focus on the negative habits first? Let, let's get, ri- get rid of those, and then we can work on, 
you know, getting to that uh, that net plus. Is, is that a good approach to take? Well, you know, uh, you know, thinking of things as a bad habit, you know, putting it in the context that it's just something that you want to weed out of your life. Um, yes, focusing in on what it is to get rid of those bad habits, you have to identify them first. You know, and maybe sleeping, you know, maybe, um, you know, not waking up early is, you know, creates just a negative, a negative force for the rest of the day because you're always catching up. Um, and it, it is easier said than done um, because sometimes we're in denial. You know, is this a bad habit or do I just like to sleep? You know, is, you know, having those chips when I'm anxious, okay, it, it cures my, my anxiety, but you know, is that really, you know, is that really the best thing for me? So I think, you know, identifying the bad habits and then, um, you know, figuring out what is going to fill its place. Uh, before you do that, you really have to kind of figure out what that underlying cause of the bad habit is. You know, if it's, you know, let's go back to the, the sleep. Um, you know, is, is it, you know, that you really like to sleep? Or maybe is it that you didn't go to bed early enough? So while sleeping in isn't a bad habit, you know, maybe if you think about the whole thing, going to bed a little bit earlier will get you that sleep, um, which, okay, well, then that maybe it's changing your evening ritual. So it really is, you know, figuring out what that underlying cause is. You know, am I tired because I am flipping through my phone? Am I watching TV too late because, you know, those 30-minute Netflix series, I got it, one more, one more, one more, and the next thing you know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, so, you know, filling in, creating good habits that fill the void of the bad habits um, is really important because you can't think of eradicating a bad habit and not having something good to fill that space because that bad habit is taking up some kind of time in your life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what is it that triggers you to do that? Um, that? Whatever that, you know, staying up late, using, again, going back into that same thing, and then, what you, you know, what are you going to put in its place? Something that maybe is a little bit more healthy or putting your phone away. You know, the minute you put your phone away, you know that's it. stays over. Um you know, brushing your teeth at night. Okay, once I do that, then I'm not going to pick up the phone. So you know you're going to brush your teeth at night. There's that anchoring good habit. I'm going to go to bed early, so the minute I brush my teeth, no more phone. Mm. So, because your motivation is going to, you know, it's going to go up and down, um, just like all of us. And if you, if you, again, going back to trying to anchor it with a good habit, and then, you know, brushing your teeth and dancing, saying, all right, I know the phone is done, and I know that I'm not going to pick up the phone, so that's that tiny success. Um, and then it just, you know, it, it, it really does one little tiny success, which can be, you know, something very small to someone else, it's huge to you. It can cause a ripple effect that, you know, you're going, so now, you know, you're brushing your teeth, so the phone is off, so you're going to bed early, so you're waking up earlier, so maybe now you can work out earlier. Mm. But, you know, you take everything in, everything in stages. 
Do you, do you buy into that uh, that 21-day thing? It takes 21 days to form a new habit. Uh, have you heard that before? I have heard that. I've also heard 66 days. <laughs> I've also heard 31 days. Um, everybody is going to be different, and every habit is going to be different. You know, if you're not sure if it's a bad habit, you know, what, what is it? You know, something that somebody says that I shouldn't be doing or something that I, somebody, someone says I should be doing. Um, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, self-reflection that you even have to look at um, to, to, to make sure that it's working for you. So long answer, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> um, you know, that 21, 28, 30-day um, six week. Everybody's going to be different. Don't put those kind of. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Um, you know, you can certainly say, you know what? Let me review it in twenty one days. Maybe you did break it. Maybe you broke the habit in fourteen days. So you know, giving yourself a goal of a deadline to review how your progress is is better than giving yourself a deadline of when it's going to happen. In my mm-hmm. opinion. Okay, good. Now let me uh, let me stop you there, uh, Christine. We we only have uh, about three minutes left before we have to take our break. Uh, so, what do you think? How much damage can we do in that amount of time? <laughs> we can always do a lot of good damage. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, yeah, you know, any any final any final thoughts on on habit building and uh, and positive habits until uh, until next week? You know, I think you know building that positive habits. Um, the you know the most important thing really is. Not to be down on yourself because maybe you ha- don't refer to it as a bad habit. You know, maybe it's a habit that isn't isn't you know making you healthier, making you feel good, or you know whatever it is. It's a habit that you have. What can you do to replace it? That's going to get you going in a moment. You know, going your momentum going forward. So you know, waking up five minutes early, ten minutes early, that you're not rushing to your car or missing that one bus. Celebrate it. Give yourself a pat on the back, um, and shoot for you know maybe not missing that bus tomorrow. It's those tiny little successes that we that if we really acknowledge to ourselves um, that are going to uh, motivate us to keep going in in the way of a bad, of a good habit. And, of course, if anybody is interested in working with you via the Internet, what is the easiest way to get in touch? Uh, ChristineSemple.com um, is the website, and there's a contact page there. Uh, ChristineSemple underscore Life Coaching on Instagram, as well as ChristineSemple LLC on Facebook. All of those have my personal email address, um, my personal phone number, so, you know, plenty of ways to, to get a hold of me. And, um, again, complimentary, 30, 30, 45 minutes to talk to a neutral party. Take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. Again, Christine Semple here, everybody, uh, joining us again next week. So uh, we'll have more to talk about then. Thank you, Christine. All right, Chris. Find your happy. Thank you. Find your happy. We're back after this.